Lovers quarrel. It's a long sustained quarrel. What's going on, world? Hey, everybody. It's your guy, TJ, Mr. New Cool. And it's your girl, Danny, your exquisitely entangled egret. Egret? Mm-hmm. What, what is it? Type of bird. You do know your birds. Shut up. <laughs> Hey, Danny, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm looking good. Let me let me tell you, my lady got her got her hair done, Thank and you. the baby hairs is popping. Thank you. Got her nails done. What you about to celebrate? Well, that's my that's my uh, my elevator. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump the gun. It's okay. Well, welcome to another episode of Lovers Quarrel. Um, as always, if this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your second time listening, welcome back. And if this is your third and more time listening, you are family, or as TJ likes to say, you're a lover. You're a lover. Um, so yeah, you want to just jump right into it? Jump right into it. Wait, are you going up or down? I'm going up. All right, so let me go down first. Let me okay. Get, let me get this negative right. Nancy. Okay. Here. All right. Going down. So I've had my first bout of dad guilt. Really? Or parent guilt. What was that about? It only took three years? Anyway. <laughs> because we were working from home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tatum is with us. And it was uh, Friday. She was like, Daddy, can you play with me? But I was like working. And I'm like. I remember. Oh, I felt so like. Because you promised to play with her. Yeah. Well I, well, I didn't promise to play with her. I told her I would play with her. But my guilt comes from like. She's here because of COVID, and it's like she doesn't, she can't differentiate like mm-hmm. what's going on. So it's kind of like you're here. Why can't you play with me? And it's like, uh. did she say anything? No, she was just like, "Daddy, she's like, Dad, I want to play." And I'm like, "Daddy, I'm like, Daddy's working, and you know, I mean, I, I want to be able to play with her like uh, when I took my break, but I'm just saying, it just that was the first time it hit me, so." Well, I mean, I'm I'm glad for you that it's kind of you made it this far without feeling that because I definitely had that early on, um, feeling guilty like I'm not doing enough and I can't fix it, you know. So don't bite your nails, and then, um, yeah, like I just feel like it's it's hard because as her her parents, you know, for all intents and purposes, we're supposed to be able to make it better, mm-hmm. and this current climate kind of takes a lot of control away from us as far as being able to make certain things that she wants to see happen, happen. And I mean, we know that she's three. We know that, you know, we're not trying to say that we're just trying to address every whim that she has because no, we're not trying to give her whatever she wants. But when she talks about, can she go to school and she wants to see her friends and is the playground open? And we have to be like, no mama, like mm-hmm. that's not a reality. Like that's, that part is hard because she doesn't understand the full scope of what's going on and like she kind of you know she gets that people have to wear masks so they don't get sick now but she doesn't understand like it all and then of course i get it too because you're like if i'm if i'm a three-year-old i'm like my mom and dad are here why can't they play with me Mm because before kind of like when they were home they were more present Mm-hmm. But now they're home all day and they're still not, they're not as present as they used to be mm-hmm. because they're working. So I feel you on that. And it's not, it's not easy, but you know, similar to how it was when she, when I was in grad school, I felt like 
I feel like when like when I was in grad school, I used to like beat myself up a lot about not being present with her. And she was obviously like a lot younger. Um, but you know, people would remind me, they were like, she knows that you're her mother and she knows that you love her and you're taking care of her plenty fine mm-hmm. and she knows that like you're you're doing right by her and so I'll say the same thing to you like she knows you're her daddy and she knows that daddy works hard and that daddy can if he could choose to spend all his free time with her he would but you know she is not worse for the way or for it you know and kids are more resilient than we give them credit for sometimes mm-hmm. so we continue to do right by her and make time for her when and how we can and lean on our village and she will she's going to be even more awesome than she already is does that help a little bit i'm glad all right let's let's go on up going up y'all <laughs> it's finna be my birthday so by the time you hear this episode it will not have been my birthday because these episodes drop on mondays now so but my birthday is this thursday the 16th so um, I am not opposed to you dropping me a line on our Lover's Coral Show page. I'm on Instagram if you want to wish me a happy birthday or anything else like that. But for what it's worth and all things considered, I'm excited and happy and blessed to see another year. And I'm grateful. And, you know, I'm, I'm turning 33. It's my Jesus year. And uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm still a little, you know, excited because it's the one day a year that's, allegedly you know about me and i'm just glad to you know make another uh year around this planet walking around and and still being healthy and happy and you know employed and all things considered we've had a lot of things thrown our way but tj and i were just talking about it and like as cruddy as things have been this year as a whole as a, a world you know he and i've been really fortunate with some of the wins that we've had since 2020 has started and that's not lost on me. And so I want to make sure that I, I honor that, those things and celebrate, celebrate myself because I'm a good, I do deserve it. I'm a good person and I deserve it. Well, happy early birthday. Thank you, baby. Even though I celebrated on the 17th. But, you yeah. are a fucking fool. Like, so TJ celebrates my birthday on the 17th, even though my birthday is very clearly on the 16th, because he took me out on like our first date on the 17th for so my I birthday. I wooed you. I mean, if that's what we want to call it. That's when I wooed you. You took me on a date. I did. I took you on a date as a friend, and that's when I wooed you. You what me? Wooed you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you was, was on me. Oh, my God. I was like... I wasn't on you. I was like, back up, sweetheart. I was not on you like that. Yeah, but at the end of the night, yes, you were. I seen your look. We gave each other a hug. In your grandmother's um, elevator. elevator, you gave me a look. I gave you a hug. You gave me a, no, no, you gave me a look, and then you gave me a hug. And then when I tried to let go, you, you gave me the extra... I did not. You definitely did. Yeah, you, I, get, I definitely initiated the hug. Did you want the hug? Did you like the hug? Sure, why not? See? And you talk about I'm Because I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I'm always real. I need you to be real. So. Um, that's when I wooed you, but carry on. So, anywho. Now it is time for our relationship tip of the week. Shall I go first? Or yes. You? Okay. So, my relationship tip of the week 
is something I feel like we've talked about plenty of times on the show, but is I don't know I don't know if I've ever said it like explicitly or maybe I've said it in a different way. We'll see, but it can't hurt to hear more than once. And in relationships, and this counts for all the ships, you you don't have to fix everything. And I think that's kind of on time for like even your elevator, you know, because you can't fix everything, even when it comes to like parent-child relationships. Um, but in your in relationships, you you don't have to fix everything. I think sometimes we're sometimes we're in relationships and partnerships and kinships with and friendships with people who want to fix things, and they you know when a problem arises or a question arises or a situation arises and somebody wants to get right into like problem solving mode, and sometimes that's not what's needed in the moment, and sometimes that's not the space that you're in right now where you're like I need somebody to fix something. And you're like I just need to get this shit out into the open and into the universe and say like this is how I feel this is what's going on and you're not telling that person because you want them to solve your problems you're telling them that person that because you trust them enough to tell them and you just want them to listen but um I will say sometimes you have to articulate that because you can't sometimes you know vent without prefacing yourself sometimes um and to the contrary or to the con let me say as a contrast to that same point about like you can't fix everything you also cannot leave everything broken because you can't you know float through life thinking that things are just going to mend and fix themselves you have to sometimes put in the work so as always like anything else two things can be true and sometimes you gotta do one and sometimes you gotta do the other and it's about picking and choosing your battles but understand this is that in our lives, in our lives, we don't have to be responsible for fixing everything, but we also don't can't go through life without with leaving everything broken. Even if we're not the ones who did the harm or did the breaking, sometimes we have to be the ones to repair. So, you know, you take that what you take what you will from that, and tread carefully. But know that both of these things apply at different times in your life and in your relationships. And with that, I yield. You were rapping for like. 25 minutes. I, I don't think I was rapping. I think we're like powering through this part of the of our show. So my relationship tip <laughs> of the week is work on your partnership, like tag team with your partner. Mm. And what I mean by that is like me and Danny do a really good job of like, you know, like if Tatum said like ask her for something and she says no. So she's like, I'm gonna go to ask daddy. And I heard, or you know, you know what I mean? So I'm like, no, too. Like, we really work well with that tag team. Even sometimes, like, when the accident happened in the house and it was like, all right, Danny, you're going to call him for this, but then pass it off to me for that, you know? I think mm-hmm. that, that that helps in, in a relationship where y'all can work as a tandem. I feel you on that. And with that, I yield. And that was you, you see how quick that was? Short and sweet. So exactly. that means that you win? No. Um, you said it, not high. You're sickening. Okay. Now it is time for our word, well not our, TJ's word of the week. He did stump me upon our return. It really wasn't a stump. It was one letter off. So if we're being realistic, it wasn't like I didn't know how to spell it. I was just one letter off. But TJ um, has his new fancy word that he is going to try and stump me with. And, um... I hope that it's good, because I am looking to redeem myself, especially being that it is my birthday week. So I want a, a W for the B-Day. 
Do you have the word? I do. The word is cacophony. Mm-hmm. A cacophony is a mismatch, mismatch of unpleasant sounds, often at loud volume. What in the cacophony was that? Cacophony. Um, play it again. Never played it, but oh, I got sorry, you. play it. Cacophony. Cacophony. C A Cacophony. C A C O P H O N Y. You a bad man, Majima. Ha ha. Cacophony. That's what you are. You are a cacophony, oftentimes, because you don't be know how fucking loud you are. You, you just be making curse. a whole bunch of noises. You love the curse. And you love to make noise. Anyway. Congratulations. Birthday W. So, with that being said, we're going to... Black history fact? Oh, yes. We do need a black history fact. Do you not have one? Um, I will in a moment. But anyway, you go first. I will. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you two because, you know... My wife's not prepared. What? You got a lot of nerves. So, uh, Lisa Leslie was born in July. And she's like one of the greatest WNBA women basketball players. Basketball players, you know. I think she could play with the guys too, so. Um, she bust your ass. I mean, she she is like seven feet. So I, don't, she, I don't know if she busts my ass though. I mean, I feel like. Anyway. And then my other fact is on July 13th, 1863, the bloodiest race riot in history occurred. Um, so according to blackfacts.com, yes, I use blackfacts.com because the facts they be have, accurate. They have black facts. <laughs> <laughs> you cracked yourself up. That was funny. Anyway, so the bloodiest race riot in history was the New York draft riots. And it was like one of the bloodiest race riots in American history. Mobs swept through streets, murdered blacks, and hung, well, it says hang them on lampposts. So mm. I'm going to look more into it because I would have never known that. But it looks like we've been targeted all our lives. Have I never? They hate us because they ain't us. Um, I now have my black fact. Because shout out to the internet. And your husband for going first. That way you can find it. But go ahead. I mean, we all can't, you know, pause the tape like you do. When did I pause the tape? Shall I? I'm just asking a question. I'm sorry. How long ago did you find that SAT word before I had to spell it? I have no idea what you're talking about. You are full of shit. Carry on. So, on July 9th. 1948, James Baskett became the first male African-American to win an Academy Award. Um, he appeared on first appeared on film in a feature role in Harlem is Heaven and was in other films such as Policy Man and Straight to Heaven. And he was best remembered for his portrayal of Uncle Remus in Disney's 1946 picture Song of the South. And that's the, that's the right that's the movie that the riot Splash Mountain is based off of at Disney World that they're now switching to be for 
like princess and the frog or something like that so because of you know south and south was still like obviously steeped in racist tropes and stereotypes but he did win an academy award um for excuse me for the um the he won an academy award i think for that role um but they it was like controversial because it was rife with uh racist undertones and to this day disney refuses to release the film on home video in the united states because they know what's up and that is my black history fact would have never known that exactly dropping knowledge boom on that note we're going to take a break from our sponsor gain sports gear Hey friend, it's time for you to ditch those workout gloves and get the grip and wrist support you deserve. What do you suggest? You need to get the Gaines Load and Lock Grips by Gaines Sports Gear. They are more durable than gloves, have a non-slip grip pad that provides grip support and added wrist support unlike your traditional workout gloves and will protect your hands from calluses. Do they come in different colors? Not only do they come in different colors, but they are available for men and women. Do yourself a favor, go to gainsportsgear.com. And remember, a better grip equals a better lift. Embrace the process. And you too can embrace the process by going to gains, that's G-A-I-N-Z, sportsgear.com and entering the code LOVERS10 for 10% off your first purchase. And now, back to the show. And we are back. Yes, we are. And in lieu of a quarrel, well, a lover letter, a love note, and an official quarrel, TJ and I would be remiss if we did not take a moment to discuss all that is a Twitter in the social sphere, and that is the the word of the summer, the entanglement that is Will, Jada, and August. I was witty, that would have been the word I would have. Entanglement. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I said I was an exquisitely entangled egret this, at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, I mean, I figured. I mean, I remember that, but I'm just saying. Anyway. Well, on. I know how to spell entangled, too, so. Any. You missed the whole. I mean, I didn't miss it. It just wasn't that gotcha. great. Hmm. So. Carry on, child. So, unless you've been living under a rock, you know that um, Sir Alcina, um had an interview with Angela Yee, I guess, that dropped, um, I guess, in the last two, three weeks. And in it, it was a long, it was like an hour long, but in it, in about five minutes of the segment, he did address his relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith. Because if you remember a couple years ago, they were often seen together. It was kind of like a friend of the family vibe. Um, and... Yeah, like, it just seemed like they were all kind of hanging out and that he was very close with Jada, but it seemed like he was pretty close with the entire crew, the the entire Smith clan, Pinkett Smith clan. So, fast forward four-ish years, and um, August is on his interview, and basically he's making the very thinly veiled inference that he and Jada's relationship was more than just platonic, more than just friendship, and that... He had the blessings of Will Smith to engage in said relationship with um, Jada. And that, you know, he loved her deeply and that he was kind of off like low-key, not low-key, high-key. He was like hurt by it. Um, And, you know, it was really one of these things where 
then very notoriously like private Pinkett Smith clan felt I guess they had no other recourse but then to come out and talk about it especially because Jada's whole like platform and shtick right now and brand is the red table talk so to be you know very on brand she brought herself to the red table and she and Will had a conversation about this experience and basically recapping and if I'm paraphrasing is that Will and Jada about four and a half, five years ago were separated, essentially on the precipice of being done as a couple. That during that same time, August came on the scene. He was very unwell because, you know, I think we've all been heard about his mental health issues, his his family dynamic and the tragedy and trauma that they've had. And then his own, like, I guess, addiction or abuse of drugs or things like that. So all this stuff is going on and that he came on, he entered stage left. And they were there to like support him and find and get him help and everything like that. But also during this time, Will and Jada's relationship was ending, or you know they were separate, separated. And so somewhere in this dynamic, as Jada described it, she got into an entanglement with August, meaning basically their relationship went from I'm helping this young brother out, I'm helping this man, young man out, to I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping with him. Because of her own, you know, because, you know, sometimes people, when they're going through traumatic life events, you end up, you know, having these intense connections that lead to this stuff. So, they talked about it. Obviously, it lasted for a time. okay. One second. It lasted for a time. Will and Jada, you know, circled back around to each other and got back together. Jada obviously ended things with August. Um, I don't know which one came first, but or one if one led to the other. But basically, at some point, Jada and August ended, and Jada and Will resumed. And then they were, I guess, they were very much prepared to never speak on this again because obviously we would have not heard about it if August hadn't said anything. But now here we are. So a lot of people have been taking a lot of hot takes on this, um, and we're gonna discuss it and give our opinion. So. Do you have any thoughts, my good sir? I just asked you a question. What was the question? You said that it was okay for people to have a have a connection when they go through something dramatic together. I'm saying that that often happens, yes. But is it okay? I mean, it's, I don't know if it's a matter of okay or not. I just feel like it's a thing that happens when it's it's like a it's an a side effect, like okay. an output. Is that excusable if for a married person to? I'm just asking. I just well, wanna... I mean, I think. If you are separated from someone and you engage in like a relationship to whatever extent with someone, if you're not actively in in a, a marriage that you're working on or in a ha- or a happy marriage or whatever, that so if you're separated, even though you're still married, you're saying that if someone's separated, it's, it's I think it's that free that, game. I think that that is that is an agreement that two people that are in that relationship have to come to. I think it depends on who okay. you are. Like separated for me and you can mean we're not dating anybody, but we're just not with each other right now. And then separated for another couple can mean we can date, we can do whatever because we're not together. We're also not together right now. It really has to do with what is the arrangement and the agreements between the two people in that marriage. Okay. So I think that, you know, based on what they're saying, that their arrangement or whatever allow for that. But Jada got to it first, or Jada is dated or messed with somebody who was also famous. So maybe that part plays a role in this as well. I mean, it does play a role with it because a Joe Schmo 
would not have had the same type of platform and would not have people reading into it as much. But because there was like years of evidence, there's pictures, there's photos, there was, you Music know, there's videos. been history, there's history in, of, 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 there's history of Will and Jada having like an open marriage or a kind of a swinger rumors. relationship. There's always been rumors that have lingered over them for that. And then also there's, there's visual evidence of the dynamic and the relationship between August, Alcina, Jada, and Will, like that whole family, that whole dynamic over there. So it's like, you can say like, I've never spoken to this man or whatever. No, like you guys were proudly like, kind of like parading around together. Um, and... I just feel like people, honestly, like, yeah, I I feel as though hurt people hurt people, hurt people. Um, And I think, and and, you know, because August definitely sounded hurt. He he sounds hurt. Will looks hurt. But what I'm going to say with it is that them doing that, it kind of just shows you, you know, kind of what you say as far as like relationships aren't jobs but it take work mm-hmm. and the fact that that happened four years ago and Will and Jada are able to talk about it on you know and put their business on, on front street for millions of people and I'm pretty sure it helps them because again they said like that was the highest rated the highest watched uh, red table video thus far and everything else so you know but it, it just shows that you know adults go through things couples go through things and mm-hmm. you can either talk it out and, and work it out or you could run you know what I mean so I think the other thing that it shows is that everybody's deal breakers and the things that people are willing to come back to the table for vary like that's true I think that and I think that that's one thing that we have to understand and in, in relationships and in marriage is like what I'm willing to put up with and what I'm standing for, like within reason, because obviously abuse is something we shouldn't take. But even then people have varying levels of like wherewithal when it comes to that. But anyway, but basically like people have their, their, their threshold for what they can take and, and what they, what they will stand for and what they will not stand for, what they will work through, what they will not work through. But I feel like what this is a testament of looking at it from like a, a married woman's perspective is like whatever the dynamic is between a couple is their dynamic. And even though I may not understand it or I may not agree with it, it doesn't mean that it doesn't work for them. Now, what I will say is that it doesn't appear to me just looking at body language looking at facial expressions looking at listening like trying to read between the lines and you can only pull with so much from two people who've been together for 25 plus years in a 13 minute interview but you could tell i mean if you ever even if you piece together some of the previous like table talks they've had there's hurt on both sides it seems like they've done and harmed each other both both but maybe in different ways maybe in similar ways but they keep coming kind of circling back to each other because you know, sometimes being in a marriage, it is about loving the other person. It is about being, it is about that romantic love. It is about being, seeing, a, having a, a future with them. But it also too is kind of like saying like, I'm, it's a, it's a partnership. It's like an understanding and agreement that like, whatever our criteria are, whatever our parameters are, that if we're still working within those, I'm willing to work through whatever. Um, and we will, we may never know the, the 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 nitty gritty details of what 
they went through that led to their separation what it will have to do to get her back what prompted that shift from platonic to romantic it's gonna be in a book maybe oh it's definitely gonna be in a book I mean maybe but I, I just think that like Will and Jada if they're in a better space and they're okay then we have no choice but then to also be okay with it um, she owes him an apology though she owes who's an apology who an apology Will Who's to say she didn't apologize to him already? She went. You feel like she owes a public apology, but that's who's that for? Is that for us or is that for him? That's fair. That's fair. Thank you. Stump me, Danny. He's <laughs> stupid, but I feel like ultimately, I, you know, August. I don't feel like he's... I mean, he's obviously hurt, too. I don't feel like he should have said anything because it's so much later. But obviously, too, when people have things to promote or if they feel like they're in a space now... And if I'm if I'm being totally cynical, he has a project that's probably coming out and he needs to... It's already... Sorry, I had my, my mute. My mic muted. Uh-huh. Um, he's... Um, he already came out with the project. I mean, I haven't listened to it, but... yeah. I just think it's whack because again he was friends with Jaden, mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, think about Jaden, think about Willow. Like, yeah, you're living in your your truth, but you gotta think about how that may affect other people. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I I, I agree, and I think that, um, I think that it does apply, and it's it you have you have to think about the ramifications of your actions and. What, how your choices impact not just you, but the people around you. But I mean, I think that that, and that, I think that part could also apply to Jada too, because it's like, if you know that this person is, even if, cause I don't know how, I mean, again, I don't, I don't follow it too closely, but I don't know how he was like introduced to the clan. I don't know if it was through Jaden or if she and him, she and August met first or whatever, but let's say it was through Jaden, but now that's like a, a, uh, he's fr- he was friendly or friends with your son one way or the other and there's a, a layer or a dynamic there that also seems like I don't want to say inappropriate but like it seems in poor taste and it seems like it's adding it just makes it even more muddled like the whole situation but um, I also you know I take into consideration the fact that like August was crying for help and in, in, in a vulnerable state and you know, but that brings me back to when people are in vulnerable positions, they often make decisions that they may not have made, they would not have otherwise made. Mm-hmm. So he's having his mental health issues and his his health issues, and then she is separated from the man that she's been with for twenty years, and that's a vulnerable. They're both really vulnerable positions to be in, and instead of and she kind of talked about this with like her codependency and like feeling like she has to help other people and stuff. So it could have, and honestly, it. it if I'm being honest, if it wasn't August, it would have just been somebody else had they come into the picture at that same time. Possibly. I don't, I don't think it had a lot to do with him as much as much as it did with like the the stars and the planets aligning, leading to that like moment of like poor decisions and weakness and whatever else. And you know, there may not be any regrets with it. I feel I, honestly, I feel bad for for Will in the sense that even if they've to me, his you know his face and everything else like that looked like it was kind of one of those things that he was 
so ready to put in the past but now because it's being dredged back up it kind of re it makes people relive it again and then he's like now but now he feels like publicly embarrassed where before it was a private thing mm-hmm. and now like you have to you feel like compelled to speak on it and everything else like that but yeah i, I mean what i really don't like about that whole thing is like how you know the memes and different comedians like dming him and like screenshotting it like it's just like 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 this is real life and there's so much more important shit going on than focusing on someone's relationship mm-hmm. and and these what are happened in their relationship. Like, they, they're, yeah, I think he's going to say, they're people just like we are. Mm-hmm. Like, they may just have, you know, they're in a different tax bracket. They have different status. But they're people just like we are. Like, and if this was a regular person, they wouldn't want people in their business. They wouldn't want it on Facebook or IG. Like, Yeah. And these are, it's just a bigger platform. But, yeah, these are just people. And, like, marriage and relationships, like, you really, those dynamics are so specific to the people inside that union, whatever that might look like. And like you, you know, society and media will tell you, oh, it's supposed to look like this. One man, one woman, completely monogamous, you know, they can't have bigger, you know, big fights. You can't come back from cheating. You can't come back from this. You can't. And you know for some people those are deal breakers for it's a deal breaker for me but it doesn't mean it's a deal breaker for everybody else and it doesn't mean that that person is silly or stupid all the time like i mean i think that there's i think it's there's more nuance to it like if somebody's repeatedly being violated one way or the other then maybe yeah you really need to like do better but if you have an open marriage, if you believe in polyamory, if you do whatever, and everybody is consenting adults, then that's not my business. It's not my business, but I think it's just a testament to like when people are hurting and they're suffering and they're vulnerable, and then they end up like in a vulnerable space and position, and they end up being hurt again and now in a different way. Like you got to tread really carefully with that because. One way or the other, sometimes people are going to intentionally or unintentionally like seek vengeance or vindication. Like they wanna, they wanna, they want you to hurt as much as they do. And I think that that's a little. I feel like that's a little bit behind why August even said anything because he didn't have to say anything because that's not the first time he's been asked about Jada Pinkett, mm-hmm. but this is the first time he felt necessary to speak on it. And it's like, well, what changed? Was it that you have a project coming out? Was it that you finally feel comfortable enough to talk about it? Was it because you're angry? And I mean, even now, he's like kind of like lashing out Kiki Palmer, which I feel like was whack. Um, and and like she's being dragged into this and that has nothing to do with her. But again, her, like you always say, hurt people hurt people. So I feel like he just looks like he's kind of like, he's hurt, but then he's also like lashing out too, which but confirms his hurt, his hurt. His hurt could mean like living in his truth, right? Mm-hmm. And living in your truth, meaning like I don't care how, who gets offended because no one cares about how I feel. So it's all messy. I mean, more than anything, you got to. I mean, I feel like we had to talk about it because we're in a relationship and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I hate the idea that we put so much emphasis on famous people and, you know, that's our goals and stuff like that. And, and it shouldn't be. We should be our own goals. Yeah, like you know, or, or, or look at some something that's like realistic. I mean, that's how I do it, right? I, I don't look at 
what Drake or LeBron or any famous person have because we're in two different worlds. Like, but I'm gonna look at what my uncles have or what my father has, what my your friends, what my friends have because that's those are kind of my measuring. Mm-hmm. That's and, your reality. Yeah, they're living close. Their reality is more closely aligned with yours. So. Yeah, what we, they do. We so have similar ways of, of, of doing things. So mm-hmm. yes, and like, goals and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I can't compare myself to LeBron. We made his salary is like a trillion times, you know, higher than yours. Yeah, exactly. So I, I to me, I, I try to live in, in reality in those mm-hmm. aspects. So. Yeah, like it's. I think that yeah, it's it's it, you it's and like two things can be true, right? You mm-hmm. can because they they are. They are like a like a a universe away from the things that we might experience or see in our lifetime or afford in our lifetime. But then also too, there's also that understanding like they're just people too. And like LeBron is yes a trillion times richer than we might ever be, but I'm sure there's also parts of him that he just wants to be a good husband and a father. Mm-hmm. And that's all you want too. You want to make sure yeah, your family's no, good. Yeah, no, so so it's like it's cool that like it's. it's I'm talking about as far as like. I know people who's like, they see what famous people have and that's what they're trying to chase. And it's just like, it's not apples to apples, mm-hmm. you know? We're apples and they're oranges. Yeah. Or mangoes. They say yeah. something different. They say something exotic. There's some yeah, kiwis but, and some shit like that. So that's my thing. Cause I feel like if, if, I feel like when you try to chase something that's not obtainable, you may go crazy trying to do that. Yeah. Know you know what I mean? Like. And you worry if you worry too much about what the next man is doing, you're yeah. too, you know you gotta water your own grass. Exactly. Like the grass is greener where you water it, and and that's I think one thing that we have to realize. And like it's it is really easy to look at other people's misfortune and hard times and like and be disconnected from it because you don't know them personally. Mm-hmm. But these are these are people's feelings and emotions at, at stake. But to your point, like you said, it, it, it triggered. I was watching a video of LeBron talking to his son on the basketball court, and it was just like, I can't wait to do that with if I ever have a son or with Tatum. Like, I, like, I, can, I can look up to him being a father because I'm a father. Mm-hmm. Like, those, it's those things are... It's those common grounds. Yeah. It's about common ground. Exactly. And... Financially, we're not on the same common ground. Exactly. But so I'm not gonna look at him financially. But, but parents, but as a fa- as, as a black father, yeah. you can look at him and be like, okay. As a black husband, you know, yeah. I, mean? I can. So I get way to bring that home. Thanks. I do what we can. I do what I can. I mean, so I mean, much love and and healing and all those that good juju towards the Pinkett Smith Alcina clan and everything. I know I will say I did see somebody's um Twitter handle and it was like Jada Pinkett Shakur Alcina Smith or something like that. And I was like, yo, I was like, they are they be trolling so bad. But you know, black Twitter is always gonna be winners. And, yeah, they, and it means it's sometimes funny is funny, like you yeah, say. Yeah. No, definitely. Sometimes funny is funny. I'm, I'm not saying that. I, I just think that like the other famous people who are friends with Will, who's like exploiting it, that's trash. Oh, well, you know, trash, right. no matter how much money you got, trash is always going to be uh, hard to avoid. Like, it's just, just, money doesn't make you a better person. It just makes you... It can make you just a shitty person with money. Yeah. If you were a shitty person when you broke, 
and you can still very much be a shitty person when you're, okay. when you're when you're rich and if you're a troll if you're punk if you're an asshole whatever money just makes it money just sometimes affords you a bigger platform to be an asshole or a punk or a troll because more people are going people are going to you can pay people to listen to your bullshit and people are going to do it because people like money they don't they don't have to agree or believe in anything that you're saying but it's the reality of it and you know Fuck those people who are trying to, like, be, like, big trolls. Like, don't get me wrong. Get your, you know, everybody get their jokes off. And, you know, we do the little remixes and stuff like that. Like, that stuff is kind of in jest. But, like, people really trying to, like, tear down and 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 hurt these people's feelings. Or, like, like especially those who have, like, direct access to mm-hmm. them. That makes you whack. Like, you know. And I just hope that. I hope that they, you know, that they that they just stay happy. I hope everybody I hope everybody involved finds whatever peace that they need in order to to continue to move on because there's a lot going on in the world and And it's saying one of the things that we need to be focused on. It's not, and it's also too like it's and it's a lot going on in the world and so nobody needs any additional stress right now or turmoil. So many blessings to those folks and to us and to yeah. all of you. So, with that, we're coming to a conclusion of the episode. Tie a nice little bow on that sucker. Go ahead, Danny. You know where to find us. Make sure you like, share, follow, tag, post, repost, um, comment, subscribe. All of the verbs that you can do when it comes to social media and podcasts, please do it. And you know that you can find us on Instagram at Lovers Quarrel Show. You can find us on Twitter at Lovers Quarrel 7. You can email us your thoughts, questions, headaches, heartaches at Lovers Quarrel Show at gmail.com. And thank you for joining us for yet another episode. Keeping it light and tight and right because it's almost my motherfucking birthday. And have a, an amazing week. Oh, yeah, before we um, conclude, okay, we wanted to give a five-year wedding anniversary to Davin and Reese. Do you know what today Davin is? Davin had a beautiful message for it's his wife. It's y'all anniversary. And, uh, yeah, I want to, you know, anniversary. That's amazing. His wife has been his backbone and, you know, pushed him to, to, to where he's at today, so... Dope. You can identify with that, right? I can, exactly. 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 Black women, we make the world go round. Yes, I do. All the time. Support black women. Exactly. I got you. Period. Period. Poop, as as Tatum would say. Now, it is officially the end of our episode. We love y'all. Subscribe, share, like, follow, tag, all that jazz. Thank you for joining us as, as always. And you know that I am your girl, Danny. And I'm your guy, TJ. And you know that we fuss. We fight. But, but we, we love. love. Bye. bye. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye.